It's time to hammer. Okay. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. The Young Chunks Podcast. Yum Chunks! Hey there, Yum Chunkers and Spider Peeps all around. I am he- here. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sean, just do it. <laughs> Can we go with that one, though? <laughs> all right, yeah, because I don't want to do it a third time. Let's go with this one. Also, Chris, that was a roller coaster. I didn't, know, I didn't, I didn't know where you were going to take that. I didn't know where I was taking that as I was saying it. It was, it was a roller coaster on this side, too. Anyways, you're here with me, me, Christopher. Wait, are I, we really going with that? <laughs> yes, yeah, we we're are. going with that. Just roll with it, Sean. Come on, roll with the punches. As you can tell, I just called out Sean, so Sean's here. Uh, who else is here? I think there's a Chewy. I'm hey, not Chewy in there. And, and maybe a Ryan Davis. It sure is. Oh, man. We got almost everybody here. Vince? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that Sean's Vince impression? <laughs> Chris's impression earlier was a little bit better. Yeah, it was yeah. I, I could hear the, the hat. I could hear the baseball cap he was wearing. <laughs> All right. So before we, or now that Vince hates every single one of us even more, um, <laughs> he's got no reason to. He didn't hear. He didn't hear Chris's impression. But <laughs> now he knows. He I, now he knows I did one. <laughs> and Chewie and Ryan didn't even have an impression. So yeah. Yes. So it really just hates you two. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we're here today to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the new, uh, Sony film, animated film. Uh, but before we get there, let's, let's catch up. Let's catch up with what people are doing as we approach the end of 2018. Who wants to go first? I love it. I love the commitment. Uh, well, I, did, I wasn't on the last episode, right? You guys yeah, did. Man. Uh, you? What was our last episode? What was your last episode? What was it? Uh, That's a good question. Car- Just Cartoon Town. Uh, oh, wreck Oh, Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. Right, Wreck-It, which I have still not seen, but yeah. I let me know if I should see it. I'll just watch the podcast just fine. It's pretty um, good. Okay. Watch it on um, uh, What have I done? Well, I went to see um, The Grinch. Uh, it was playing at the Old Globe, so I went to go see it, and it was really good, actually. Um, I would say it's better than the Jim Carrey movie, if I can be so bold. Wait, um, the great. new movie, or is there a live play? Oh, there was a play playing at the oh, Old okay. Globe. Yeah, um, there is a new movie. I didn't see yeah. that though. Uh, okay. So at the Old Globe. Yeah, the that theater. Uh, they do that every year, and a lot yeah. of people who I know and have worked with uh, are in that production or work that production. Uh, one of the the actor who played uh, Esmeralda in our Hunchback production, uh, she's uh, she's in there, and was also the Elsa at California Adventure Frozen. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, and uh, there's a few other like Moonlight vets who are in a lot of shows who typically do the Grinch every year or most years. So that's that, kind of a yeah, I like was, a local. Gonna, yeah, it's kind of a local thing. I kind of figured that might be the case because I figured since they did it every year, you got to have a lot of re- not re- well, yeah, I guess recycled actors um, from around town. I, I guess it helps to have people who know the ropes, I suppose. Yeah, and yeah. it's very popular. From what I, I've never gone to see it, but from what I understand, it's real popular and it. It always sells a lot of tickets, and it's a big thing to go to. Yeah, yeah. I went on, I don't know, maybe like a Tuesday night or something, and it was it was sold out. So, I mean, yeah. yeah I'm not surprised from what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's um, cool. Man. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, let's see. I In terms of TV, I, I watched the animated uh, She-Ra, She-Ra series on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah, that. 
I, I haven't seen it, it, but I know that. I'm aware of its existence. Yeah, I, I actually liked it. I, I felt like they are planning on doing more with that series and whatever. Uh, they, I did, so they didn't take it as far as I kind of wanted them to, but I actually liked it quite a bit. So, hmm. which I was, I was kind of just on the fence going into it, but yeah, I, I kind of had it remind me. I mean, it's kind of a kids animated show, so to mm-hmm. set your expectations appropriately. But um, you know, it had a lot of the elements from I don't know, like Avatar and the things we like. So it was, it was pretty. How, good. Uh, how many episodes is it? Uh, I want to say ten. Okay. Um, yeah, something like that. Ne- so Netflix thing. Yeah, it's a Netflix thing. Cool. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Um, I've been catching up on The Good Place um, through season two. Uh, yeah, that show's freaking amazing. I, I did not give that show enough credit on the first pass. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. You'll love season three then. Oh, season good. three, pro- the last episode that I saw is probably my favorite episode of the entire show. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, good. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting through season three now. Um, yeah, I watched season one also, and I, I liked it a lot. I didn't love it but i i liked it enough to go through it and i just have been kind of like i, I watched it when it first hit netflix and the, I, i've kind of just been sitting on watching through season two so i'll get to it eventually uh, yeah i, I yeah it is season two is a little it feels a little scattered because season one is very very focused mm-hmm. um right because you know uh that's yeah but season two feels especially starting off kind of scattered you're like what is going on with the show now but it kind of it like kind of rebuilds itself and you start mm-hmm. feeling you know you start getting an idea of where it's going and it's just a fun ride the whole way through so it's really it's really funny because i think it was on the last podcast that you haven't even listened to yet ryan that <laughs> sean had his opinions about the good place well oh, it really <laughs> it wasn't last episode because it was an episode ryan you were on but you hadn't i guess oh, started it? re-watching it busy, so you didn't really remember it at all it was oh, a couple yeah, episodes ago but Basically, I've only seen season one, and I finished season one on a couple of weeks ago. And okay. in general, I really like the show, too. I, my biggest issue, but I did not like the finale to season one. I did not like the the twist, to avoid spoilers. Ah, okay. So I really did not like it at all. To me, I don't think it stands up. I haven't watched season two yet, so maybe it, they do a better job. I really like the show and the writing and the characters, everything about yeah. it. I just did not like the and that twist. Well, yeah, because the whole show is setting up to be a certain kind of show. And when you get to the end of season one, you're like, oh, it is not that show anymore. But it also, it reminded me of Now You See Me in that it's a a twist that on repeated viewings, I can't imagine watching it holding up, at least the first season. Uh, No, it probably will not. Um, But I love that Now You See Me is the benchmark for... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I I think that's not not unfair criticism because I think I had initial reaction... To it was like, uh, wait, what? Like, yeah. they this is completely destabilizes the entire show. It's no longer the same show. How you can't even, yeah, you know. But so it's almost like they were just like, you know what? F it. We're gonna do whatever we want with this show. It's like how we we're saying, um, first man. What if it just ended with him not coming back? <laughs> yeah. Like that. It's it, to me. It's it's that kind of insane writing that they're doing here. I where, I did get know. the sense of that. It was them just going like, we don't care, whatever. We know it doesn't make any sense. And if that's yeah. the case, then all right, it's fine. I mean, but it just it was just kind of bugged me at the end. Like, wait, what? That that was silly. That didn't make any sense. It's quite silly. Yes. Um. Anyways, but, but anyway, yeah, I'll continue watching because I hear it gets better and better and better. Like you just said. So. Yeah. In I think just for the humor, like the humor just keeps getting better. Uh, and, but yeah, you like the characters more and more. Everything is great. It's great. Great stuff. Um, what else? Oh, I'm trying to catch up on my Marvel Netflix MCU stuff. 
Um, so I'm working through Daredevil Season 3, which I'm mostly enjoying. I might actually watch everything now that it's all canceled. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's rumors that Disney may actually pick it up for their I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty well, sure that's the whole reason just it rumors. canceled. Yeah. I, I heard on another podcast that they are, as per, per contracts with Netflix, they're not allowed to touch any of those characters for like two years or something. Hmm. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I don't know which rumors are true, but yeah, I don't believe know. it. It'd be better for them to do it now and get the two years going. I guess right? that's true. Yeah, right. Cancel it as soon as possible. That way, because we can start making other it than that, there service. was no sense in canceling Daredevil season three. It was phenomenally reviewed. It was like apparently everybody watched it. Well, maybe that'll be giving me some time to at least get through it. Yeah. I kind yeah. of it's easy, it's easier for me to. Get through a show when I know it's. Have they canceled point. Jessica Jones yet? No, it's the last one they haven't canceled. Hanging in there, just hanging on. Well, <laughs> just just wait for it. I'm actually surprised they didn't just outright cancel them all at the same time. Yeah, they're playing with our emotions. Yeah. Well, I've got no emotional because attachment, because so. it, when it was like, oh, we canceled Iron Fist, it was like, okay, good, do it. And I was like, we canceled uh, Luke Cage. They're like, all right, uh, sure. We canceled Defenders. I was, well, yeah, okay. Now it's like, hey, we canceled Daredevil. like, you big boys. Well, I mean, they also no, no, that there is still the Punisher. There's a new season of the Punisher in January. Oh, yeah. no, that that was probably already like yeah, far into post production yeah. by that point. So they're not going to cancel it if they're just putting the icing on the cake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that wraps it up for me. I think there's probably other stuff, but I can't remember. But those were the highlights. Cool. All right. Who's next? Man, you, you, what, I want to know what happened to you. You want to know what happened to me? In this what episode. Hap- what happened know? to me in this Give episode? Give us a recap of Matt's story. Uh, yeah, well, uh, as far as watching and doing and things, uh, I finished Maniac. So, Chris, get on it. <laughs> I uh, still haven't watched one episode. I, I've been watching, uh, I've been watching Westworld. Uh, oh, yeah. got my sister's HBO Go account. So, I've been, I've been watching through that. Um, I'm almost done with season two, which is all that there is. Um, but I really, really like season one a lot. Um, and the season I, I am enjoying, but I don't think it has quite the same, like quite the same spark. It's quite the same impact for me this, for this season, but it's still a good time. And I like the world and I like the characters. So it's, I'm still along for the ride. Um, but I, I'm sad cause I heard that, uh, that shows like indefinitely, indefinitely on hold because all the sets burned down in the big California fires in November. So, um, like the earliest we'll get that is in 2020. So, uh, so that's a bummer, but, uh, I mean, it's a bigger bummer for everyone who lost their houses, but, um, (laughs) really the biggest bummer is you not being able to watch a TV show. Yeah. That's the greatest travesty our generation has to suffer. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine if that was like Uh, a delayed game of Thrones at all? Dear God, what would people do? <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been on... Uh, well, uh, my wife and I have been on kind of a Macaulay Culkin kick. <laughs> and uh, Macaulay Culkin also seems to have been on a Macaulay Culkin <laughs> kick as of recently. I don't know if you noticed, but he's in a whole no, lot of stuff he's, right now. Yeah, um, he's, he's in like four different Red Letter Media videos. Um, he was also in... I, I can't remember. I think it's Angry, Angry Video Game. Video Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so watch that. Um, and then he just, just, I think today or yesterday released a commercial for, uh, 
the what is it the Alexas, the little Google mm-hmm. those things, and they recreated a bunch of scenes from Home Alone. Um, but like this is what would happen if he had an Alexa instead, and uh, he's just controlling his whole house with it, like all the little traps and everything. Um, so that's it's pretty clever. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's entertaining. But uh, yeah, we were kind of on on a because he's been popping up a lot, and we're like, yeah, it's been a while since we watched uh, Home Alone. So we we watch both of those, which I want to get back to here in a minute. But um, but uh, each of us had had like favorite Macaulay Culkin movies that the other one of us hadn't seen. So um, Maeve recommended the movie Party Monster, which is kind of a uh, it's kind of a, a cult classic, and it, it's about a kind of a clubby type guy who becomes a murderer and there's drugs and, and weird stuff. Um, and it's, it's based on a true story and it's real dark and strange. Um, it was entertaining. I liked it. Uh, have you guys seen, have any of you guys seen party monster? No. Nope. I think I it's in, they're... it's, I don't know if I want to like, I want to recommend it, but not because it's a great movie. I want to recommend it because it's weird and it's interesting. Um, but, uh, anyway, so she showed me that and I hadn't seen that. Um, that was towards the end of before he kind of stopped acting. Um, and so my contribution to the other end of that is she had never seen Richie Rich. So we sat down and watched, we had a double feature, uh, Party Monster and Richie Rich. Um, that was a very strange evening. Uh, what else? We want? Oh, how about, uh, how about, how about The Good Son? Have any of you guys seen The yeah. Good Son? I, yeah, it's been years <laughs> though and I do not remember it. It was with uh, um. Is it, it's not with Elijah Wood, is it? Yeah, it's Elijah. It Wood. It is Elijah Wood. Okay. I, I don't know what they're going for with that movie. I don't know who that movie is for. Um, I don't. I don't know what the audience is. I that that movie is baffling. If you haven't seen it in a while, or if you haven't seen it, you should watch The Good Son because that movie is really weird. Um, but anyway, I want to get back to to when's the when's the last time you guys seen Home Alone two. I think I've seen Home Alone 2 more recently than I've seen Home Alone 1. So, really? Okay. It's been a while, I, I think, for me. I don't know if I can watch that Home movie Alone 1. Again. You don't Home, like this Home, Home Alone 1? Oh, it's got Trump <laughs> in the second one. Oh, well, I guess that's true. Well, we both booed the screen for the, the whole rest of that scene <laughs> while, after that happened. And that, you know, kind of makes it more entertaining. <laughs> um, it makes the movie interactive. Um, you can even throw stuff at the TV if you want. Help him. Um, it's great. It's like uh, it's like watching the room at a midnight show. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I think it's been a while since I've seen Home Alone two. I was realizing, yeah, it's probably been a while since I actually watched it. The first one is always the one that gets put in on cable, and I, it's just the one that, like, if it's the holidays, you're going to end up watching just through osmosis. Um, but yeah, the second one I hadn't seen re- as recently, so we we back to back to them, which is which was a good time. Um, but I I kind of forgot a lot of the plot details of the second movie um like i remember like certain story beats and i remember like very like some of the more memorable imagery and and whatnot and some of the more the scenes but i couldn't really remember the meat like of the story in between a lot of those those parts for a lot of it there wasn't any because the movie was shorter than i remember but i just i kind of want to like okay so the, the move the first movie so Kevin finds out that there's these robbers and they're going to break into his house. So he goes home and he fortifies his house and he defends the house from the robbers. Right. Cool. Good. That's the plot of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Second movie. Everyone's in New York and he finds out that the robbers are going to break into a toy store. So he shows up to the toy store, sets off the alarm and has 
the robbers chase him down the streets, right? And then he ch- they chase him to the murder house that he set up, <laughs> and it's it's his like his relative's house. Which, yeah. by the way, interesting detail. I I didn't ever notice this, but the the house that is in the second one was the the uncle who they were going to visit in the first movie in in Paris, and he was oh. still and they because they said like oh he's he lives in New York. They mentioned this in the first movie that he lives in New York, but he's doing business and he has a second home in Paris because he he does business there. So he's back and forth. And then in the second movie, there's a there's a throwaway line that oh yeah he's not in. He's not home right now. It's being renovated. He's in Paris for work, um, which I'd never put those two points together. So that was I, I probably never would if I hadn't watched them back to back. But um, but anyway, so so that's how we got to it's a sequel. So we got to have crazy house with hijinks, traps and everything. But the way that whole sequence ends ends with Kevin being chased through the streets of New York by the bad guys. Essentially, nothing happens Nothing is accomplished through that sequence except for the fact that they get beat up by a bunch of traps that Kevin set up. So, and, and, and the logical thing, right? Kevin, just call the police. You know exactly when and where they're going to rob this toy store. Just just call the police and tip them off with an anonymous tip, right? Right? Like that's Doesn't the logical he do thing. that? That's what he ends up doing after the, the house sequence. When he chase, they chase him into Central <laughs> well, he Park, wants... he ends up just calling the police anyway. So the only, dis- the only conclusion that I can make is that Kevin intended for them to not survive that encounter. <laughs> <laughs> he lured them there. Yeah. He, he, yeah his he part of his plan there. was to lure them to the murder house. And at the end of the murder house extra- extravaganza, he's still in the exact same places where he started. I don't think he meant for them to survive that. I think he meant to kill them. <laughs> I mean, maybe more, he just wanted to put them through paint. Maybe he's like, I want to I mean, he's clearly a sociopath, yeah. right? Well, that's, that's <laughs> We can all agree on at. that. <laughs> yes, that's what I was getting at. Because the other thing I, I guess... I guess I did always know this point. But something that really like ranked true for me and I noticed stuck this time around. The parents have no idea that any of this has happened to Kevin in either movie. <laughs> Yeah, like that's... they have, they, he cleans up the house so immaculately in the first movie. The only trace that's left over is the golden tooth. There's no sign. The parents have no idea that Kevin went through that entire ordeal, which means he's received absolutely no therapy for it at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, in conclu- sh- <laughs> I think that shows in his real life, in Macaulay Kilkin's real life. <laughs> it took him years to recover. Yes. My my conclusion is that he was out for blood. He spent an entire year thinking and dreaming about what he would do if the robbers came back. And running into him like triggered is yes, okay, good. They're, here they are. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna murder them this time. Well, goals. Set set your goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I had to get this all off my chest because it's been like. I've had many a sleepless night ever since. I mean, then. what are some of his murder traps in the second one? Well, first of all, I mean, he electrocutes him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he turns into a cartoon skeleton. <laughs> Daniel Stern turns into a cartoon skeleton because he gets electrocuted in the sink with the car. Battery. Daniel Stern is a cartoon skeleton. <laughs> I mean, yes. Um, also, the whole thing starts with him throwing several bricks at Daniel Stern's face. That should have killed him. <laughs> Um, when the paint can scene happens, they get knocked through the floor two stories down, and then a giant iron bar fall, rolls and falls on top. Like they they should have died each like five six times over through that encounter. 
but it's fun. I mean, even yeah. thinking of think, even you describing them now makes me laugh. <laughs> Does that mean we're sociopaths? It, yeah, the Home I Alone mean, raised an entire generation of sociopaths. Exactly. Yes. I also don't uh, know how you had time to draw those maps up, those 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 battle plans. These kids, yeah, kids are just clever and they do whatever they put their mind to it. Oh, Matt, speaking of uh, wacky Macaulay Culkin things, did, have you ever listened to the Pizza Underground? Are you familiar with that? Uh, uh-uh, no. It's it's a band that Macaulay Culkin formed. Um, <laughs> that uh, they do, uh, you know, the band The Velvet Underground. Um, yeah. They do covers of their music, but they're all pizza themed versions Whoa. of those songs. So, uh, yeah, if you want to dig a little deeper, I recommend looking that up. Well, the thing is, I feel like I feel like I wouldn't appreciate. I don't appreciate Velvet Underground enough to really like appreciate this. But mm. it might be it might be something Maeve is interested in. So I'm I I am grateful yeah. for the recommendation. Yeah, we sure. will check out the Pizza Underground. But uh, at any rate, thanks for thanks for letting me go on this Macaulay Culkin tangent. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I wanted to bring it up because I just I just got to say I'm happy for how healthy he seems, and he seems like he's doing all right. And you know that's good. Tapping into that, tapping into that Home Alone nostalgia. I love it. I'm here for it. And he became a well-adjusted member of society. It all worked out. I hope so. We'll see. Uh, anyway, who, who's yeah. still who's got who's got to share? <clears throat> My turn. I want to share. I want to share. It's you. You can share. It's your time. Teacher. You get the sharing. You get the sharing stick. Whatever. Right. What is it? Uh, also, well, it is appropriate as the holiday season that you were watching Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin is just appropriate for the holiday season. Oh yeah, he's finally he's finally accepting and like taking his place in the the holiday. Crowd. He's only. I don't know I'm what gonna, I'm trying to say, but he's. I'm gonna he's... get a light up Macaulay Culkin for my yard next. So I just so I just oh, looked up Macaulay too. Culkin. Uh, <laughs> so you know how he was dating Mila Kunis for the longest time. You know who yeah, you know who he's sure. dating now. Brenda mm. Song. Do you know who she is? Oh nope. yeah. Uh, Disney yeah. Channel, right? That's so. She is the Disney Channel. <laughs> also, she's the whole channel. She was in one of those like one of those shows, like Hannah Montana yeah. or something. Also, oh, okay. he's only thirty-eight years old. The man looks like he's fifty. What? No, he looks. Yeah, he does not look like he's thirty-eight. He looks. He looks like he's. He looks like he was. He looks younger. He looks like he's. I would like he was fifty. He he looked like he was fifty a few years ago. If you look at some pictures, look at some pictures of him in his worst like. Like even a decade ago, look up a picture of him from. The thing is that I've read interviews where he actually it was like people saw pictures like that and people assumed you know he was on drugs and stuff like that. But I heard interviews that he actually wasn't. He just like lost a lot of weight and he's like, no, I'm fine. I just had a bad picture taken of me and people assumed I was like (laughs) going through stuff. And he was like, no, I'm fine. That's funny because Red Letter Media has used that picture. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that picture. Culkin several times. Yeah. I'm looking at a. I'm looking at a picture friends. of him in this new ad, and yeah, he doesn't. He looks older than 38. Look at these bags under his eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> Way to age shame. Jeez. Way Shut to up, go, Chris. Shut Why up, old case? man. Chris is the, Chris is really going to be the judgmental one about how people look. <laughs> well, no, it's are you right. Chris is ugly. <laughs> no, no. Actually, he's probably he's. You're a pretty good looking guy, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, wow, well, what a turn! This is. <laughs> but inside, <laughs> is rotten, 
rotten to oh, the core. Fair. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. yeah, you have an ugly soul. <laughs> I do what I can. You're you're a Grinch. I'm okay with that. Chris, you're awful. I hate you. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> nah, I'm nah, taking back, nah, I'm taking nah, back nah, uh, your Christmas nah. present now. <laughs> You didn't get me a Christmas present. I got I got Sean a Christmas present. That's yeah, true. You, you didn't get Maybe me a I did. Present. Now you'll never get it. Yeah, that's okay. Um, all right. Well, in any case, and in, any, in any case, what else? The song was in the Sorry. Like of Zach and Cody. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> there cool. you go. He's, isn't Mila Kunis married to Ashley? Yeah, Kutcher? but before that, uh, she was with Macaulay Culkin for like five years or keep something. Up with these holiday or Hollywood relationships no, or good, holiday good relationships. for them. Um, all right. Well, in any case, uh, any what case, did I watch uh, and see and play? I, I finished Patriot season two. Um, if you remember earlier in our some of our early episodes, we ta- I talked about Patriot season one, which I is do remember that an amazing I have show. Not taking your recommendation to watch it. Well, now there's two seasons, so if you want to, you'll have. Well, two now it's just gone to too watch. far. Well, I can't be expected to catch up to that. They're only eight episodes each. It's also really good. Highly recommend it. Um, good stuff, Patriot. It's on Amazon. That's a thing. Watch movies on that. Um, and then I also, for some reason, been watching this anime on Netflix called Seven Deadly Sins. I don't know why I started watching that, but it's the most anime anime that ever animated. <laughs> oh my god! So, so just to cut you off real fast. So, uh, you think that's the most anime ever animated? Uh, there's an even newer Netflix anime about. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I only watched this because Kay was like, let's let's watch it. It's really just too much. Uh, it's about these Yakuza guys that failed. And instead of dying, their boss is like, instead of killing you, what you're going to do is you're going to go to Thailand. You're going to get gender swamped. And you're going to become idols in Japan to make money. And that's the premise of the show. They, they are now women that are idols and all their internal thoughts are still the male voice actors and stuff like that. And they're still Yakuza, but then they've been like trained on how to act like an idol and be all cutesy and stuff like that. And I don't think there's a moment in that show where people aren't yelling. It is the most anime what's the, anime ever. What's what's the name? What's, it, what's uh, it Give me a second. I have to... Uh, uh, I can't remember. It's like uh, I don't, know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the other end of the full anime spectrum in that it's fantasy action ridiculousness, where they are literally saying the names of the moves as they like perform them, and the names are all oddly translated, like Seven Deadly Bolt Fire. Alpha two, and then it shows some like weird thing, and then they do it, and they're, and it's like a fantasy setting, so it's all swords and stuff. But then they're like, like King Thunderbolt, and it shows him doing a move, <laughs> and then what his power is so incredible. What well, I've never felt this power before, and then five minutes later, I knew you had that power, and <laughs> this is how powerful I really am, and oh my god, that's Sounds so like powerful. It, it's it's yeah, it's Dragon Ball if it was fantasy. And it's anime. Uh, but I keep okay, watching. so the name of that anime is Backstreet Girls Goku Idols or Goku Dolls or something. <laughs> all, right. all relevant holiday fair. <laughs> Gather the family around the fire <laughs> and a TV and watch that. Um, and I've been playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate because that just came out. 
And that's been fun. It's always fun to mash a button and do crazy stuff. With I played it one time at Ginger Brawl the other night. Yeah, yeah. you played with us. That controller's nonsense. Yeah, don't play it with little <laughs> half Joy-Con things. That's not ideal. Though, really, if you don't know what you're doing, it's not that big a difference anyway, because you're just mashing buttons. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Um, and then I just got this game called The Hex. Actually, Ryan Jesse gifted it to me. Um, oh, okay. Um, it's... It's an indie game on Steam. I I'd never really heard of it, or maybe I had, but um, it's kind of funky. It's like if old video game characters, kind of washed up video game characters, retired, and they're kind of like bootleg video game characters. So you have like the Sonic the Hedgehog slash Crash Bandicoot animal platformer, and then you have like the fighter guy, you have like the fantasy warrior girl, and they're all kind of like in this bar, and one of them gets murdered, and it's like this weird kind of surreal murder mystery that you with all these old washed out parodies of video game characters i don't know it's really strange it's i'm enjoying it but i'm not yeah it's not quite like anything else it's the closest i could think of is point and click adventure a little bit but then each time you control a different character you kind of play their genre of game so like when you're playing the platformer guy it kind of turns into a platformer when you're playing the rpg fantasy girl it turns into an rpg kind of thing hmm. anyways it's interesting though i haven't finished it but that's What's a, it called again it's called the hex okay it's not so, super hexagon no <laughs> that's super hexagon too they went a crazy direction with this eagle um but uh but that's yeah that's pretty much me chris what about you aside from looking up titles of anime what have you been up to <laughs> Uh, I watched Spider-Man. Oh, I'm watching Aquaman tomorrow night. Um, you can't talk about future things. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. This Let's podcast this, obeys that. the laws of time linearity. Uh, but I'm doing that tomorrow. Up at the Irvine Spectrum. Ooh. Um, I've been playing a lot of games. I'm still trying to get through Dragon Quest XI. That game is big. And it, I think it's a very polished game, but I think for how polished but still kind of basic it is, it's probably too big. Yeah. Because mm. I'm at that point now where I can't say that I'm too invested in anything going on. I'm just kind of like playing it through it to finish it. I'm not like excited to boot it up every time or anything like that. Now I'm just like, how much more do I have to go in this thing? <laughs> so... But I'm going to finish it, damn it. I'm going to finish it. i got to be getting somewhere close. Um, and then I've been playing Hades, which is the newest game from Supergiant Games, which is one of my favorite, uh, I guess, indie. Uh, I don't know if they're indie, actually. But they're one of my favorite companies, game devs. Uh and they made games, they've made three games before this, so this is their fourth game. They made Bastion, which won a bunch of awards. They made Transistor, which is one of my favorite games of all time. They made uh, Pyre, which was phenomenal. And they made this. And the most interesting thing about all their games is they're all very highly polished, but each single one of them's in a different genre altogether, which, which shows a very kind of like respect for just game development in general. Like they don't half-ass any element of what they do and they respect every genre equally. 
but yeah, I'm really digging that. It's a roguelite uh, running around through a dungeon. You're going to die, and you'll respawn, build up, and try to get a little bit farther each time. And it's got Darren Korb's new soundtrack, which is phenomenal. Uh, the art is always one of my favorite things of those games. It's just always so beautiful. Uh, it's a very interesting take on the Greek mythology. As you play Hades' son that's trying to get out of hell. And Hades doesn't necessarily do anything to get in your way, but he's just like, nobody's gotten out of hell. Don't fool yourself, kid. And so every time you, you die and you come back in his chamber, he always has some something to say about it. But yeah, there's that. Uh, watching Good Place. Really working my way through Good Place. I'm all caught up on that. I need to watch Maniac at some point. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, though. Um, I am excited for another future thing, so take that, Sean. January 1st the series of unfortunate events is going to end that's the the final season january 1st that's fast so we'll we'll definitely have to watch that and do yeah for sure absolutely i guess i didn't think we'd get here i'm i'm just like we've come so surprised they got through all 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 the books all 13 of them that's crazy yeah so that's that's something to look forward to hey you know what Uh, what else happens on the years to look forward to what uh the uh taylor swift reputation tour is getting uploaded to netflix Oh Ooh. my god. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to live stream ourselves watching it, you know. I'm down. I'm not even joking. Clearly. Twelve oh one hits twenty nineteen. <laughs> Yum chunks live stream. Be there. <laughs> uh I mean, yeah. Uh other than that, it's just a whole bunch of work. Always yeah. fun working in the game industry and Yeah. It's the holidays. Right, so Happy holidays, everyone. Happy the time for Christmas. This is Yum Chunk signing out. I'm joking. We're not going <laughs> uh, to. Tell me, uh, let's, tell me this. Is, let's, is, talk, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, right. No, okay, wait, 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 wait. No, wait, Sean, wait. we're going to keep talking over you while you try to say something. <sighs> but it's relevant. And Chewie also had something to say. Sean, what do you got to say? I was going to say, let's talk about the trailers that came out. Oh, we talked that we were oh okay. Those. We can do that. Yeah, okay. I can wait. All right, let's talk about the Wait, what's the first what trailer we talking about? I know Avengers was one of them. Avengers and the new Captain Marvel. Hey, I would Pikachu. say there's oh. a new Aquaman too, but Aquaman comes out tomorrow, so I don't know if Meh. we should talk about it. <laughs> um, but let's it's talk about Avengers. Be any good, so. yeah. No, let's start with Captain Marvel. Okay, right, fine. What, Captain what Marvel. It? Okay, so starting with Captain Marvel, I go with Ryan's meh. Oh, yeah, here's well, how I feel I, about it. I, I'm similar in feeling, <laughs> but I, I feel the same way I felt way back when I first saw the Iron Man trailer. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't really know... I don't really know much about this character or its story besides some things I've read on Wikipedia and the trailer is just a bunch of cool images that looks neato and I have no reason to believe it it won't be entertaining. So of course I'm going to see it, but I'm not, you know, it's, there you go. Seems interesting. Yeah. I, I think I was more excited for after the first trailer than mm-hmm. I was for this one. Um, I think it fleshed out a little bit of some of the, the kind of oh what's going on in this and and you know like you said a lot of people i don't think are familiar with this character so i think that this trailer tried to kind of shed a little bit of light and to frame who this person is but it it didn't do anything more than the first one did for me like to get me excited for it anyway mm-hmm. um like even like the the stuff with like oh in the first one when she's punching the old woman in the face like that was kind of a funny moment and like whoa i don't what is going on and then right. they explain it away. It's like, oh, all right. 
right, it's going to be some shape-shifting aliens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's right. less exciting yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, my my reaction to this is the trailer does nothing to wow me. I know it's a Marvel movie, so I know it'll be high quality. I'll go watch it, but it's going to have to work to really knock my socks off, I guess. I, I don't know. It's I, Thinking back on this year and with Black Panther and Infinity War and everything... I don't know. It's obviously every Marvel movie is high quality and nobody's going to argue that is, but they're all kind of the same. And every time, every time I go, every time I go to watch a Marvel movie, like I know what I'm in for and I get what I'm in for, man. Right. Like there's, I don't, I can't remember the last time a Marvel movie. I, I was probably guardians of the galaxy. The first one where I was really blown away. Right. I mean, even Thor Ragnarok, there was, you know, you kind of knew what you were getting going in because, they, you know, they, they tried to mix the humor of Guardians and Galaxy into that with Taika's specific style, which is very definable. But I wouldn't say anyways. that. I mean, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I don't necessarily think they're all the same, though. I think there's uh, this definitely similarity for, from a lot of them, but I don't think Avengers 3 or I don't think Infinity War was the same. Yeah, I, I would I would say that there's there's through lines in terms of style mm. and art, but I don't think that they're the same films. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I mean, if anything, I would say Black Panther was the closest to the standard, you know, structure in terms of plot and story. Sure, I'll kind of give you that, but I I think it was different enough that it was it still was unique to me. But I, that's why I'm saying though, like I think Infinity War was not the same in terms of structure and story i i thought it was pretty different than pretty much any other marvel film i mean you could even argue that as a criticism in that it doesn't stand on its own right like it is a film that's entirely dependent on you knowing other films um which which is you know fine that's what you know that's what the film is but i don't know if they're all the same i i I don't know i i kind of get what you're saying but i don't necessarily agree wholeheartedly yeah, I mean, I'm not looking at anybody to agree. And anyways, we should get back to the Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah. Ryan, what did you feel about it? Uh, I actually liked it more than the first one. I mean, yeah, there's kind of like the fun surprise of the first one. Like, what is this character? I think they mm-hmm. they kind of counted on the audience not really knowing who this character was. And so they kind of threw us some weird curveballs of like, well, I guess one just her punching an old lady. I guess that could be a, that could be a curveball anywhere. But anyway, yeah. um, and then the, fir- the second one I think I liked it more because – the the mis the mystery element of the first trailer I didn't really it was just kind of confusing more than it was like enticing mm. and then I think yeah. the second one they kind of fleshed out some of what who she is and just kind of gave us a little more of her personality and um and also there's that one scene towards the end of the trailer where she goes super saiyan and oh you know what you know what <laughs> space mohawk oh yeah. yeah and space mohawk right space, after that oh so fire, good space mohawk yes yeah I'm on board for, I am hundred percent on board for that uh <laughs> so apparently i enjoy hair in trailers i guess is what we're getting out of this yeah uh, yeah. yeah hair and hair right yeah uh, uh but yeah. i think overall i actually i really did enjoy the second trailer quite a bit i'm excited for the film overall all right what what's uh what's uh, what other trailers we got uh let's well, get next up as avengers comes out only a month after Captain Marvel. Yeah. Avengers Endgame. Which is the think final we, yeah. in this first Before everything's series. in space for a while. 
is what I think. Well, before yeah. things reset in some manner. I think everything's just going to be in space for a while. <laughs> they've <laughs> reintroduced they reintroduced the X-Men into the universe. They haven't reintroduced. They're not reintroducing. They're introducing. Yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah, well, it's pretty, I think, pretty obvious they're going to do a bunch of time travel stuff with this thing. And... Uh, that's that's interesting. What yeah, I mean, I think that's everyone said, but like the trailer though doesn't necessarily imply that. No, it doesn't. There's not any really hints at it. It's just more fan theories and just kind of like logical connecting yeah. the dots, I guess. Although, well, I, or well, why? Why do you did you pick up some some things we may have missed? I think the I think the the Scott Lang don't fall into a time portal stinger in the credits for his movie, and then well, yeah, the fact yeah. that this movie ends on. Hey, he's back and he's got the van. Like, I think that's a pretty like, yo, he's this is important. I think that's a pretty big clue. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I just see, and, wasn't, and, wasn't the van there at the end of Ant Man? Yeah, that's the time van. That's the going to <laughs> the, the going to space space town van. I don't know, but <laughs> also there's the whole thing about wait, when was this filmed? And I don't know, whatever. Time, sure, time sure. is happening. I'm okay. sure there's gonna be time. I'm just saying in the trailer itself, I didn't pick up any. Times. Yeah, well, those I'm are all things I wrong. said that were in the trailer. Okay, how about can I just throw this? Would anyone else be disappointed, or is anyone already disappointed by the eventuality of time travel being the solution to this? No, uh, I think it's. I think it's great. I. I mean, I. I it's the greatest thing I, ever. I love it. I love. Really? It. Okay. I love. Right. I love stupid time travel hijinks. I love uh, it. I, okay, I love stupid tri- time travel hijinks too. When it's in a Back to the Future movie, right? Because that's what those movies are based around. <laughs> you, but inserting into this universe, that's done a pretty good job of staying serious when it comes to. Man, if they have to time travel well, to seriously solve Infinity War, that means Infinity War is kind of worthless, right? Like, well, th- we'll I mean, see, the question. But, yeah. I think ultimately, like, I, I maybe. My hope is that they, as great creatives, operating on a level beyond us normies, uh, I don't really think that. But let's assume <laughs> they've that's clearly true, never seen that a they will come hike. up with a better slew. Then they'll <laughs> they will come up or perfect present. That that's some mind bending stuff. Right there. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, that ultimately it's going to come down to time travel and or uh, multiverse stuff. Right. That's right. ultimately. Yeah, yeah. As savvy audience members and people, like, we just expect those things. And I, yeah, I, I would be lying if I said I would be going to be a little disappointed if that's the solution. If that's like, oh, okay. well, we yeah. went to this timeline where it's fine now. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and, and I, to extent, I, yeah. you mentioned multiverse, which obviously is an option yeah. for Marvel, certainly. Um, yeah. And I, I think I, don't, I would also be a little disappointed by that as well. But somehow less disappointed than time travel, maybe because it fits in with quote-unquote Marvel canon more uh, but uh, yeah. that's not there's there's not a lot of weight behind that well, statement now that you're mentioning multiverse you know touching on what we're going to talk about here in a bit I think yeah. um, and this is something I wanted to bring up for main conversation but if it's here better um, <laughs> I think you know a lot of times you see something successful in Hollywood and then and then studios everybody tries to replicate that and I think that idea coupled with the idea that the Marvel Universe has introduced so many wacky concepts in the last 10 years that, like, we, we talked about this when we talked about uh, Infinity War, but, like, the idea of people just getting into spaceships and flying around to different planets, like, yeah. that would be dumb in the first Avengers movie. Like, we're not ready for yeah. that. Like, yeah, they had sure. to introduce these ideas, and now that these ideas are introduced, okay, cool. The general public who are not familiar with comics and all this, the super... 
deep cut stuff. All right, cool. Now we get it. And I, I, I kind of feel like Sony kind of beat him to the punch with this like alternate universe, different versions of characters thing in a mainstream movie. And I think I would be surprised if there isn't fallout from that, from the other studios, if there isn't, okay, now we start to see multiverse stuff, especially because like, okay, we know that, that Endgame has the opportunity to open the door for that if they do time travel, but also the fact that the DC universe is doing like four Joker movies and <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like the, the easiest DC e- beat them all to the punch with that weird f- dream sequence in um, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, that's true. Right, Chris? Completely right, Chris? Right. Um, so, <laughs> Except and, that's and not anyway, a multiverse. That's time travel. It's whoever, uh, it's whatever it is convenient for this, whatever the yeah, studio yeah, yeah. decides direction they feel like going into. This is really going to sting DC because I'm pretty sure they were planning on something like that to <laughs> the reset their universe. To, to clean everything <laughs> and up. And now they're going to be the last one to that again as well. <laughs> but also, it, went, could, it could potentially clean up the mess that's the DC cinematic universe, but it could also clean up the whole X-Men mess, which they tried to yeah. do with Future Past and then they immediately messed it up again. Yeah. So, um, you know, whatever. Fine. Just say every single X-Men movie takes place in its own different universe in the multiverse. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Problem I solved. think one of the best ways the like the, the multiverse solution has been in the Star Trek movies, the reboot, the, yeah. you know, the, the new, yeah. the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Uh-huh. Like, at the time, that was even somewhat original in a, uh, in a multiverse in a mainstream kind movie. of mainstream yeah. movie yeah. for sure. But just like the idea that like, no, all that stuff has still took place. But here, this is also taking place, and neither, yeah, different. So it's kind of cool thing. Um, so I don't know. I could see something like that even being the case. Yeah. I don't know. But I also any think case, that about uh, the Zelda series because they they, uh, <laughs> they a, few, a few years ago they released yeah, like this is the Zelda timeline. canon timeline, and I'm like, I just assumed that every game was a reboot, like that every game is really. A different- yeah, I, I don't think they were each as a reboot. I mean, well, not, Majora's not a reboot, but it's just owns own thing. The, the yeah, one, yeah. I, I mean, I use the term reboot to try to clean this idea, but I mean, like the ones that directly reference other games, yeah, sure, obviously they're in a timeline, but I've never, I never stopped to think, go, okay, how does Adventures of Link connect to Wind Waker, Skyward Sword? You, you know what I mean? Like, I never, I never just, yeah. like, okay, fine, we're just doing Zelda again because. There's a, there's a link and a Zelda and a Ganon and and I don't need to, I don't need some convoluted excuse as to why all these different games exist in the same. It doesn't matter to me. I don't Unless care. Nintendo and, plans on ending the series at some point, and now it'll be one they'll all diverge and it'll be a giant Dynasty Warriors esque clash of the, all the parallel links and Zeldas and Ganons from the three different verses right now. I mean, that sounds awful. <laughs> I gotta say that sounds terrible. <laughs> But if Nintendo did it, it would undoubtedly succeed. <laughs> well, at any rate, do we have any other talk, sh- trailers to talk about? Well, because that's I was going to segue. Just but... back to Avenger War. War uh, Avenger Endgame, War. Real quick. Avenger War, Infinity Game, the end. Uh, I just, because we talked about this in our episode, and I think in subsequent episodes, the idea of, like, how are you going to market this movie without showing half your cast and stuff? And so far, they didn't. In the new trailer... They did oh, not yeah. show anything. Yeah, but that's, right? so that's one trailer. That I predict there to be at least two more before this movie comes out, right? So. Sure, but I'm saying as of yet, they have not yeah. gone back on what, like, they're keeping themselves credible, at least in terms of their marketing material. They're not undermining their own story. Right, right. Which I got to give them credit for, at least this far. Yep. Yeah, because we did I, mention that, right? We did talk about yeah. how are they going to do this. And I think, actually, I'll have to go back and listen to what we each said so we can, yeah. you know. 
double down on that. I think I said that they were going to stay true and not reveal their hand. If I think they're going to reveal a little bit. We'll see. Okay, but, you know, who knows? Uh, we got anything else to talk Time about? Anyways, for all of uh, you still with us. Uh, uh, yeah. Did anyone watch... Sorry, did anyone watch the uh, the Hellboy trail? trail yeah, earlier? I think it just came out today, actually. But yeah, yeah it wasn't I did. I wasn't I was, impressed. Yeah, it just like why did you? Why are they rebooting this? Like, I don't know. I mean, I like the original two or the first two. Rather. Well, I mean, uh, I I see why they're rebooting it. It's just it didn't it didn't do anything to wow me either. Right? Nah, I was just like, nah. oh, yeah, this seems like more or less the same as what we got before. So, right. I guess just R-rated, right? That's their big selling point. R-rated uh, Hellboy. R-rated Hellboy. So, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I did not even know one came out, so I have not watched it. It will blow your socks on. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right, boys. Is a hot dog a sandwich or a taco? Oh, God. <laughs> what universe are we in? It matters. Um... It's a nothing. I say it's nothing. It's a it's a nacho. It's its own uh, thing. But before we get into that, we're going <laughs> to talk about spoilers. Ryan's got to take a stand. Oh, sorry. Um. Well, it's first. Let's let's think about this. What is, a hot dog is essentially a meat rod, uh, <laughs> encapsulated in two uh, bread devices, linked linked bread devices. And therefore, it is uh, nothing other than a meat rod encapsulated. <laughs> I don't know why. Why are you asking this? I, I, I don't know. I've seen a breakdown of this argument online somewhere, um, and I think it technically depending. It just depends on how you define sandwich, really, right? I can define a sandwich as anything. It's called a sandwich. Ryan, you're my sandwich. Like oh. you don't just say I'm going to have a turkey. You say I'm going to have a turkey sandwich. It, anything that is a sandwich is called a sandwich. So I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly. No, you say I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I'm on a, sure. I'm on a Reddit page for it right now, and the Reddit page is called "Is a hot dog a sandwich?" Discuss your are, irrationally strong stances. <laughs> hey Sean, uh, remember when we went to uh, we went to Wings and Things, and then you said, yeah. if you put a uh, wing inside of the breadstick, yeah. you get a little wing sandwich. That's no, true. I did not. It's called a wing strip, <laughs> a, a strip dog, a strip because it's a strip, like a uh, chicken strip. Oh and well, you turn the breadstick into like a bun, and it's called we call I call it a strip dog. Well, it doesn't matter. I had one today. I just want to let you know. Uh, it's great, <laughs> isn't it? One <laughs> <laughs> of my students got me a Wings and Things gift card for Christmas. That's and it's amazing, right? I immediately thought of you, and I went, I'm going to go have me one of those. <laughs> Actually, I had a sandwich today. I went to Supernatural Sandwiches in Miramar. It's, oh, that place is good. That place is so freaking good. All right. Let's talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, back to the Spider-Verse. All right, yeah, so we'll talk about spoilers now. Stop. It has been 40 minutes already, so if you guys oh, are still... It's been over an hour. You've got your share of stuff to listen to if you haven't seen the movie yet. It's been 51 minutes. Don't ever say we don't deliver on the content. Yeah. We got the sandwiches. We got the multiverse. We got the we got tacos. The, we got Kevin McAllister. We got anime. <laughs> we got everything. What more do you want? This place has everything. <laughs> this place. Uh, yeah. Spider-Verse, Spider-Man. It's a Spider-Man. 
We all saw it, and we liked it, right? We all liked it. Let's Correction. Let's say we liked Correction. it. Correction. I loved it. All yeah. right, fine. We all liked it slash loved it. Let's say why we liked it slash loved it. I mean... Chris, why did you love it? I mean, it? literally everything. Everything in that movie is just phenomenally on point. The animation is just... That is the most... Has to be the most creative film, animation-wise, I've seen in 10 years, easily. Just everything was perfect and the style just bled off the screen and everything like that. I saw it in 3d. I don't know if you guys saw it in 3d, but it was beautiful in 3d. Um, yeah, I mean the, I thought the writing was on point. There were a couple times where I actually, I didn't cry or anything, but I felt like emotions welling up inside. Right. Like, like when he was talking, <laughs> you're, you're, you're allowed to cry. Chris. Like when you're allowed to cry, it's okay. When he was talking you know to miles through the, when his dad was talking to miles through the door. Like, I mean, yeah. I was, I was like, man, that's really good. That's really good writing. Right. Like good scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good scene. I thought the acting was all phenomenal. Right. I thought everybody was just perfectly cast. Uh, especially uh, Miles and Peter, the the it's lazy funny. Have you... hobo Peter. I mean, who better yeah. to play oh, hobo yeah, yeah. Peter ha- than Jake Johnson? I mean, he's the perfect yeah. hobo. <laughs> that was good casting. That was good casting. Uh, have you seen the picture or the uh, like? Who that the actor who plays Miles is? Yeah, he's the guy from uh, the Get Down. He doesn't. Yeah, but it's just funny. Yeah. His voice does not sound like <laughs> him at all. Like, or what he looks like at all. Get out of here with that sandwich. Nope. Am I the only one who thought that? Uh, I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't see a picture of him. So. Oh, okay. He just doesn't look like his voice. No, I'm, t- I'm tired of looking at pictures of sandwiches. Stop it. Uh, what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, so there was that. I thought the the soundtrack, the album was really good. I never thought I'd say this, but I actually enjoy a Jaden Smith song. Uh <laughs> I was I was pretty upset at first when I found out that one of the songs I really enjoyed was the Jaden Smith song. I was like, God, you were, you were upset. That, that's a, that was the thing worthy of being upset. I was like, I like a Jaden Smith song. This is wrong. It's you had an identity you crisis. Examine my life. Uh, what choices have led me here? Uh, I like the things I, that you like. It's all right. I mean, it was, it was really just everything. Uh, I think it's the best Spider-Man movie. Probably my favorite movie I've seen at all this year. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Chewy, why uh, did you like it and or love it? I love. I never thought I'd be attracted to Doctor Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But oh, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Are you happy now, Lord Miller? Are you happy? <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, on that note, oh my god, that was such an exciting part of the movie. Holy crap, that reveal was so just like, oh, yeah. I made a yeah. little noise. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, like a little, like a little. <laughs> from what? Little, from your mouth little, or from. <laughs> no, I made a little excited schoolboy noise. Um, no, I, I mean, uh, for real though, the movie had a lot of cool. Um, I mean, that, that moment is, I think, encapsulates a lot of why I like it is that it after so many spider movies you'd think that we'd be done with spider-man movies at this point like you can only do the reboot and the origin and the uncle ben you can can only do all that stuff and it's 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 you know i mean the movie pokes fun at that itself right it's like no seriously for the last time here's the origin the movie makes fun of it but it also does it though that's the thing it still Mm -hmm. gives it's spider-man a tragic origin so it's able to have its cake and eat it too 
but I, it, I like that the movie keeps Spider-Man fresh, but it doesn't feel like it's not Spider-Man. It doesn't feel gimmicky and weird. It feels at home. It feels like it's uh, authentic, but it's totally, I don't know. It's fresh for a Spider-Man movie, but it's also fresh for a, a comic book movie, I think, for a superhero mm-hmm. movie. Uh, it's, it was just, it was exciting and, and I, and it was surprising. It was that, and yeah, that's so, so just a little sidebar on that. So obviously we all know that Phil Lord wrote it, right? He wrote it with conjunction. Actually, Chris Miller, it didn't seem like he was that big a part of it. It, Just the production side of it. Uh, It was mostly Uh Phil Lord, but it's just like, man, look at what these two people have done. They've, they've gone and they made people care about a freaking eighties cop drama show. Right. And (laughs) twice they, they took, lego movie something where everybody was like this is the dumbest freaking thing ever how are you going to make legos into a plot right it's just legos yeah and they took that and they made that one of the biggest things and now they've done they've they managed to do what i don't think even homecoming was able to do and that was like fully refresh like that spider-man and like the pop culture right and like now people acknowledge okay yeah it doesn't have to be peter parker it doesn't have to follow like these strict set of rules what would have solo been had they stayed on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, in some universe, they stayed on it, and it would be fun to look in that and see yeah. what that would have been. Anyway, that's just what I wanted to say. Uh, Ryan, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I think they covered the most the most parts of it uh but yeah i I really enjoyed it the art was fantastic so chris you mentioned seeing it in 3d i I didn't see it in 3d which i regret uh i wish i had seen it in 3d but sean and matt did you guys see in 3d or no no okay so 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 one thing that was interesting for me is that like i i thought i went to the wrong movie because a lot of because there was lots of it was look blurry yes yeah. Yes, so, I thought the same thing. So, which is weird because it was, and they would intentionally shift focus um, on yeah. the lens, right? Where they would keep something extraordinarily blurry in the back, and then they would shift it so the front was blurry. And I could have sworn that was like a trick that, was like, oh, if I had not forgotten my 3D glasses at the entrance to this theater, that <laughs> would be a cool 3D effect or something. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, I I didn't pay for a 3D theater, so that's not the case. Um, but I, I did. Could, I thought the same thing actually. Yeah. For so a couple it, parts. Right. Right. So, and I, I was like looking around, and like, yeah, there's a couple times in the movie where I looked at other audience members and like, they don't have 3D glasses either, do they? And okay, no, I'm all right. Um, so I, I could see a lot of people complaining or something. You know what I mean? Because people are pretty dumb when they go to movies. <laughs> like remember, the audio like, cut out in this part where the story is destroyed. I was destroyed. just going to mention that actually. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, where it's like people are pretty dumb. So. I, so it's, it's I, but in a way that makes me actually like the movie more. That the film was willing to be that daring and take those kinds of interesting artistic risks, I suppose. Um, so I, I actually ended up really liking that, and I love that just like the grain on the film. In like, mm-hmm. you can't really call it grain, obviously, because it is a is completely uh, made in a computer. But uh, they made it look so it would like the frames on a comic book page. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed all that. And to be fair, a lot of that blurry stuff, there was still a lot of blurry things in the 3d version, which to me just screamed. It was all done purposely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's part of the style. Yeah. I think Sure, uh, you can argue whether that worked or not, but it, I definitely think it was 
part of the style they're going for. Yeah, I think it worked for me. I think there were some parts where it was maybe just a little bit too distracting. So, you know, rather than just enhancing the overall thing, it was kind of like it actually drew my focus away from um, whatever was actually occurring on the on the, on the mm-hmm. screen. Um, but that's, I don't know, maybe that was just me or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's see what else. Um, so I don't know much about this, the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know if you guys are or, or just maybe researched it a little bit. So I guess there is some questions I had that I thought they were going to get into a little bit more and kind of ex- actually explore his particular identity as opposed, you know, I like that they had, a, there was like a composition, uh, multiple characters and just a lot of hijinks that, uh, from that. But so I don't know, maybe I just read a Wikipedia page, but so what, what's his deal? So why does he, does he have his mother's last name? Like, I know this is kind yeah. of, okay. Is that it? That's just it. Yeah, that's okay. It. Yeah, okay. Thanks, guys. I don't. I don't know that much about him either. I just know that. I don't know why I know that, but I do know that for some reason. Because his dad is his dad. I don't. It's not right. his stepdad or anything. Right? Yeah, I was. I was confused about. Yeah, because so. like, why didn't he take his dad, or, or why did they not assign him his father's last name? I mean, not that I, it matters. I was just confused that oh, is this his stepdad? But the way yeah. they didn't ever address that, so I yeah yeah maybe they didn't want his name to be Miles Davis. I don't. Okay. Know. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Okay. If no one has any other input on that, then no. I'll yeah. Just... No. I mean, I I don't I don't have any context for it because I don't know too much. I just know. Why do I know? Oh, I think it's because it's in the video game. Actually, that's why. In the video game, in the the Spider-Man PS4 game, Miles is a character in it, and both his parents are a character too, and his mom. I just know that his mom's name is whatever Morales. So I know. So yeah, it is kind of an interesting choice. I don't. Uh, I'd be curious to see what the original creators of that of Miles, if that was part of his original backstory, if it was the same context, or if there was some different, um, you know, situational stuff or why he had that name, and then just the current iteration of it, they kept the name because it's more recognizable, and yeah. they're like, yeah, we don't need to. We'll keep. We'll still have him have a mom and dad that are his, you know, parents. But we don't need to change his name. It's fine because that's what people know. So, so maybe from his what... parents uh, didn't get married until after he was born. So I actually just yeah, Googled this. And oh. this was the top thing that kind of popped up, actually. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, so in a recent issue, Miles introduced himself as Miles Davis and more or less admitted that he doesn't like using his dad's last name because it emphasizes the fact that he was named after the musician. Uh, well, there oh, you go. There you then go. I, I was kind of correct then in my yeah, I guess so. r- random assumption. Interesting. Thanks for looking that up, Chris. <clears throat> Thanks, Alexa. Um, I looked at I looked that up too, and Chris, I found that exact same page, but I didn't say anything because I'm also looking up lots of pictures of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> also relevant. Uh, All right, Sean, how did you feel? What? About the movie? About what you're oh, saying yeah, right now. Uh, making me hungry. Um, not that loud. <laughs> but um, I love, yeah, I definitely loved it too. I uh, knew going in that it was supposed to be really good because it had so much hype and it still di- didn't disappoint. I think I was afraid it was going to like, oh, with so much hype going into this, there's no way this movie could live up to it being this good. And it was, which was is rare in and of itself that a movie kind of lives up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that was a great surprise. Uh, but I think one thing before, or, you know, back when they first announced this or showed the first trailer for it, year, I don't know, a year ago, whenever it was, I remember watching the trailer and thinking this, like, looks like a, I don't know, it didn't make me feel like it was a real Spider-Man movie because it was animated, I guess, because I'm stuffy old man. I, if it's animated, <laughs> it can't be real. But it reminded me of, like, the Clone Wars movie for Star Wars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. when they came out with, like, like we're putting it in theater. This is, so it's a movie. But that movie, that wasn't a movie. That was just garbage. Yeah. But, no, you know I mean, I mean like, yeah. Like, it didn't feel as legitimate as my point. Like, th- when they first announced this, I'm like, eh, it's it's kind of a side movie. It's not a real movie. But, yeah, this is a freaking... This is a real this movie. Is a movie. <laughs> if there's any doubt for you, you bought, listeners. you purchased your ticket and you went to a movie yeah. theater. You sat down and they played this on the screen in front of you. It is a definitely movie. Yeah, I definitely want to see it again. See how much it ranks. It's. I don't know if I like it more than Homecoming or not, but right now it it's feels. Hard, it's hard to decide. Yeah, um, I, I've I've only seen each of them once. So yeah, exactly. I'll go back and watch them both again. And, and I still like Spider Man Two a ton, so I don't know how, but it's it's in the top three at least of Spider Man movies, and possibly the best. Or yeah, at least well, my, my favorite. I'm not attracted to that. <laughs> Doc, so. I mean, so so one of the things me. I know I'm one of the few people that somewhat defends those amazing Spider Man films. Uh, one of the things I thought that they did better in those films than Sam Raimi's films was the Spider Man was very quippy, right? Like he was quick on his feet. He was talking. He talked a lot, yeah. right? Which is something that I always knew Spider Man to be. So I mm-hmm. really like that. And once again, that's something that has kind of carried through since Tom Holland does it pretty well. And I I believe this with all of the different Spider Man friggin' just nailed too, right? It's just everybody's just quippy, quippy, quippy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's just hard for me to go back to like those Sam Raimi ones. And like I, I do like them, but well, not the third one. But I do like them. But like, yeah, it, I do. It think doesn't super dated that element that I really like. So I, it's hard for me to like rank them as high. I guess. Yeah. Hey, hey Chris. Uh. When Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, you called it the uh, Dark Knight of the Spider-Man movies. Do you still feel that way? Kind of. <laughs> All right, just check it. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. That makes I me mean, feel happy. in that it was the second of those new <laughs> <Yeah>. Spider-Man movies. <laughs> it is a fact. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Um, sorry to derail that. I just, I just but that. no, like I mean, I, I think it also works well with uh, Jake Johnson and stuff. Um, Kind of going back to the scene you were talking about, Chewie, the the one with Doc Ock, right? Yeah. The original scene is in the that probably has my favorite joke in the movie, and it it kind of encapsulates how I like they're just like quippy and fun all the what time. What, what joke are you talking about? I'm talking about the monitor joke. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, let me like because the funniest thing about it was when Miles was running down the hallway with the computer and the monitor. I was like, oh man, that's a lot to carry. I never once stopped to think that it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he doesn't need the monitor, <laughs> right? So when he's he's running by, and he just he's like, first rule, you don't need this thing. <laughs> this is a dime a dozen, right? Like I was like, oh my god, how did I not notice that? I'd be terrible. I'd be just like Miles. How did Miles get accepted <laughs> into that smart kid school? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think about all the other Spider-Men? I mean, Nick Cage or women. Nick Cage was perfect. I mean, I think, uh, the, the the obvious three, the back three, right? Like they were just, it was, I think I was reading how they, how they built the story, right? And they, they purposely overstuffed it and then they just kind of culled back. And I think that was probably for the best because it served the purpose of focusing a little bit more on Miles 
a little bit more on uh, Hobo Spider-Man and also a little bit on Gwen, right? Yeah. So uh, Spider-Noir, Spider-Pig, and uh, whatever we're calling Anime Girl, uh, like they were just there, right? They were there for fun and to have jokes, yeah. and they weren't necessarily that pivotal to Miles' growth in the same sense that uh, Gwen and Pete mm-hmm. were, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I, mean, I, I still yeah. think Nick Cage was hilarious, right? He was perfect. Uh, Who? Which one? Nick Cage, Part- Spider Noir. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He was really good. Also, now Nick Cage is in both DC and Marvel universes. He's done it. He's bridged as the gap. As an animated character. Yeah, both uh, times as animated wait, characters. Wait, who's he, uh, who's he in Marvel? He's Superman he in, in the Teen Titans Go to Teen the Titans. Oh, yeah. He's also in, uh, which one is Kick-Ass? It's Dark Horse? Yeah. There you go. He's in that, too. <laughs> I, 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 Yeah, he was great. Uh, I think Spider-Gwen is my favorite Spider-Person. I, I, I wish the movie had more screen time for her. I, th- I thought she was well written and she had an interesting dynamic with Miles. So uh, I also like I also like Spider uh, Spider Ham a lot because of all the goofy cartoon Looney Tune. I like the little joke at the end where he's yeah. like, "That's all, folks." And then Jim yeah, was like, "Can he say that like legally?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like him yeah. floating over the for the pie and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he has power. He had some great moments. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I liked all of them. I, it was just something that I wasn't sure if anyone else thought it was too much or not because I didn't. I thought it was like the core three were good and the extra three were definitely came across more just kind of flavor comedy relief, even though the whole, everyone was comedy relief. There mm-hmm. wasn't like Miles was serious or Peter was serious or anything, but, um, but I don't know. I thought it was, like, was a little hardcore. Amount. I did not yeah, think even that was comedy. I did not think it was overstuffed. In fact, I could have done with more spider people as long as that's how we're introducing him. Because uh, yeah. I felt like uh, when I first found out about the movie, the, like the first trailer didn't really feel like to me it conveyed the whole multiverse concept. Like that they're really going in on, on this concept yeah. of like multiple dimensions. It wasn't until later trailers where it really felt like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah. that is what this movie's about. And so I thought it was weird that it was called into the Spider-Verse because um, yeah. I'd heard about it, but then the trailer didn't really seem to sell that. Well, the first uh, trailer was just like him and Peter Parker in the subway talking, right? right? And it yeah. had nothing to do with which yeah, was not in the final film, by the way. It, and then later on, you start to see the different trailers, and then the movie, you're like, oh yeah, they actually are going crazy with this whole concept of yeah. the different universes to the point where you didn't realize right away that you're not in the regular yeah, Spider-Man oh, yeah, exactly. universe until later, which is right. great because of the reveal of uh, some of the changes and like like female doc, doc Ock Ock, is one yeah. of those things and then yeah. uh it's not coca-cola it's it's coca soda and oh my favorite <laughs> my favorite multiverse joke was the restaurant called planet inglewood i thought that was great yeah exactly um and well and, and all of that like it hits you at the same time because it's right when peter dies and the mm-hmm. new peter's there and and then they're like pdny like you know like just yeah so right things, little like, things like that yeah so like for your question if you thought it was overstuffed i actually could have I, I feel like they could have stuffed more multiverse stuff in there a little bit, and it still wouldn't have felt like too much, for at least for me. I don't know about how you guys feel about that. No, oh, I, I, there, I, was, I there was one I forgot to mention, too. I also thought Oscar Isaac was a perfect cast for Spider-Man 2099. Oh, right, right. <laughs> no, yeah. I wouldn't have minded a climax in the Collider fight where just like... Just even for just like a minute, just like oh, more Spider-Man like twenty craziness. dumb yeah. Spider-Man show up, and there's just yeah, just it just gets really stupid for a minute. I would love that. 
That would have been pretty good, actually. That's a good point. No, Despite I thought that, it, it wasn't overcrowded. I, I somehow they managed to balance the every, all the elements that you needed to to not make it feel like, okay, you're hurting my head here, movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, how did you guys feel about the villains and the thing? I really personally like the way that Kingpin looked. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's as my uh, high school students call. He's an absolute unit. <laughs> I just called him a big old slab man. That's what they. That's what the kids yeah. say these days when something's very when something's very square and solid. They're they're a unit. They're an absolute unit. I love it. That's some, uh, some, uh, that's some Gen Z uh, lingo for you. Uh, I I like to uh, bottle those up and use them on uh, on people, and then they get mad at me for using them. Well, there you go. There you go. Add, put More one in fuel. your pocket. Yep. There you go. Yeah, but no, absolute he was unit. he was he was solid. Uh, to borrow a Ryan Davisism, you could you could climb him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's sturdy like a mountain. Yeah. Sean, uh, about the villains, yeah. I mean, I thought the designs of like Green Goblin was pretty. Again, kind of touching on like what you were saying earlier about it making the Spider World still feel new, even after the seventh film. Um, because yeah, Green Goblin—that's not like any Green Goblin I've ever seen, or Scorpion I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. those kind of things are great. And I don't even—I'm not super familiar with the Prowler, only in reference. He's kind you know, of minor from what I understand. Yeah, so that also was like, oh, this guy is crazy and he's pretty cool looking and stuff. Oh, that's who the Prowler is. Sure, cool, all right. Um, so all that was great. And yeah, and, and Doc Ock especially, for sure. Um, uh, what else? Uh, so one thing I, I thought they handled really well was uh, probably better than any of the Spider-Man movies was kind of juggling both sides both both arcs that were pushing miles forward right there was the his family side with his dad and that that whole thing Mm -hmm. right and uh the the whole story with like his dad and his uncle and everything and then also jake johnson uh peter parker kind of you know pushing him forward in a pretty unique manner i guess i don't know like i thought they did a good job of balancing both of those story arcs with the actual plot of the movie right and it it all felt like it had its place it didn't feel like one was like more important than the other like they were both equally important to where miles was going and where he ended up and everything well i one thing i was like kind of surprised at and pleasantly surprised is that the like it was a while before any of the spider-man stuff mattered at all like because he's like going to this school and he's doing his graffiti kind of street art stuff and he has the stuff with his dad. And even after he gets bitten by the spider, there's some kind of wacky stuff, but it's still kind of him just going to school. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm-hmm. I want to say like 25 minutes of the film was just him being Miles and you get to know him just as a person so much better without even having to deal with the Spider-Man stuff that when he does start going through all this wacky, crazy insanity, it... I don't know. You're more invested because you've seen him and just in his normal life, like all the street art stuff. They, you know, I feel like lesser writers or lesser filmmakers, like get that out of there. Was this, you know, this doesn't need to be in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, but those are the types of things I think add so much to the character. I was going to say earlier. Yeah. I think that this movie has an excellent first act and I was like captivated through the whole time. 
And the, the fact that there's just like, yeah, like you said, there's not a whole lot of comic booky stuff. It's just getting into the character. I think that I, I, I applaud them for doing that. Um, and also the fact that they were able to make that work in a movie like this, where there's just so many different weird characters and dimensional stuff. And it, you know, they, they're still able to give all of that its due time. I think that was really impressive. Oh yeah, totally. And, um, and when it does kind of hit, like once you kind of get into the second act or when he kind of tries to start embracing it, like it even reflects that just in the visual style as, as much as the whole film to an extent, obviously is cool animation they really start hitting the more kind of um dynamic stuff like comic booky stuff once he kind of embraces this the powers a little bit like they start having more of the text bubbles on screen like Mm -hmm. of his thoughts and just more i don't know just more interactive uh what a comic booky dynamic camera movements it's more than just camera movements it's crazy stuff you know what i mean like yeah um but i felt like in the first act it wasn't as much and then once the film gets going it, it kicks into that that stuff up as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, uh, and then one of my, I think my favorite scene, well, I had a lot of favorite <laughs> scenes, but one of my favorite scenes was the end, the basically kind of the end of the first act. But when, when Peter Parker dies, like that's another thing, like what? Oh yeah. Like, I've... For Spider-Man felt like that scene was, I and I that love that they committed awesome. to like, it, when... right? Like it, there was no resurrection. Oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. just, he's dead. Right. That's like that was to me, that was like the most heart wrenching moment is one, because I think they understand the place Spider-Man kind of has in the cult, the cultural collective, you know, conscious right now. And the idea of like this, this hero, just like and, and that scene when like everyone's kind of seen it on their phones. And like, I don't know, can you imagine? Yeah, there's not really an equivalent in our real world. We don't have superheroes, but, you know, just like a beloved figure and just like. And with media now, everyone just kind of rec- realizing it all at the same time. And that's just kind of collective just sadness over everyone. Like, I don't know that to me, that was really, really uh, such a really powerful scene um, because Spider-Man is just a, such a beloved character anyway. And so, you know, to see people's reaction to his death, but then also following it up with the Stan Lee scene. And obviously, oh, yeah, the context yeah. of it when they were making it, they couldn't have known. And. I, I don't want it to sound exploitational, right? But like, you know, after Stan Lee passing, that scene being even more powerful. Like, oh my god, like yeah. this is really powerful stuff in terms of just the emotion of it all. Um, so I don't. know. I thought that was just kind of incredible how that whole sequence played out and that and driving the rest of the film in terms of kind of the motivation and and thematically what the film's about and stuff. I thought it was great. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with those things you said. <laughs> uh, What's next, Sean? Cool. Give us what next else? Question. Okay, well, we could keep giving a love fest to this, but let's let's talk about what we didn't like. Is there anything we didn't Not like me. about this? I one? loved everything. Anything... Uh, right, well, let's, uh, instead of didn't like, how about some just criticisms? Then? I well, this is not valid criticism. <laughs> okay. but I felt okay. like. Maybe one of the reasons why the first act was my favorite act in the movie is because I felt like once the action started unfolding, I was able to kind of like draw a line through where it was going based on what I saw in the trailers. And oh, that's yeah. more a problem with the marketing than the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there weren't a ton of surprises for a good chunk of the movie. I want to say mostly 
a lot of the middle, but it, yeah. you know, you kind of, okay, now they're in this location, so I know Gwen's going to show up, and now they're going to do this. And yeah. It, I, I felt there was a little bit of that in there for me that kind of, I I wish I had gone into this movie not knowing anything at all. I feel like I would have been... Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. Not seeing a trailer, not knowing anything, I feel like this movie would have just been, like, constant, just, like, slapping you around with the reveals and, you know, I don't know. But... I don't know. Again, that's not really a valid criticism. So it, it is what yeah. it is. I'm trying to think of like things I actually didn't like about the actual movie. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys think of anything? Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything I didn't like. I would say if anything, I, I thought about after, when I was walking out of the theater, just kind of like processing everything. And one thing that I remember thinking was like that end, the climactic battle scene was almost too much. Mm. Like, and again, it's not a not that I didn't like it, but it was just so insane. I couldn't really keep track of what was happening. Yeah, like, I, I didn't know. That. It was just too much. It was overwhelming. It was just like, one, they're not even in a place. They're literally in some limbo, nothing. And it's just like, I can't like imagine the choreographer or whoever came up with that. He must be some crazy, brilliant, whatever who has who's able to place these things in his mind like okay and this is happening this building's over you know what i mean like i could not keep uh, as okay i'll just gonna take it all in and look at the pretty colors but i don't i don't know what's going on right now um again i don't know if that's quite a criticism but it, it was just like whoa this is this is a lot uh, this is this is gonna sound elitist like i always sound i guess but i i, I didn't uh-huh. have that problem but I'm also I've also <laughs> never really had a problem following uh, even Bay's chaotic Transformer movies, but <clears throat> I didn't uh I didn't I didn't have a problem following what was happening in that scene. That's good. That's good. Chris. That's, that's cool. my right. that's my two cents. <laughs> I do really like that scene though, because it's it one thing that I think the movie does really well is just like the portrayal of miles and the acceptance of his powers. Right. So the entire movie, Mm -hmm. he's just constantly like slipping while he's climbing on walls and stuff like that. Right. Like never fully embraced like his spider sense or even the reflexes or anything. Right. And so like when you finally get to that, I mean, he's fully accepted it. So you're able to see him do like the normal kind of Spider-Man things, right? Like quick reaction times going through crazy skinny areas and all that stuff. As it's just like all flying at him and everything, it was good. Yeah, I, well, kind of going on to the theme because I think the film wouldn't be nearly as you know just heralded and powerful if if it didn't have uh, as simple as it was a really good message, just a really good theme, right? And um, and I think it's easy to be jaded with superhero films because in a lot of t- a lot of ways they all have very similar themes or. I don't know, similar stories. Good is going to beat the bad guys. And as much as that is in this one, the idea of that, like, yeah, we're all can be superheroes. Like, to me, it's such a simple thing, but I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Like, I don't know. It just is so simple. And, and we talked about this in a couple episodes ago, I think, but when I see the Aquaman trailers, it, like, I don't, I haven't seen Aquaman, so maybe it's not with this, but the line in Aquaman, he's like, what's more powerful than a king? a hero like it's so and the antithesis of the spider-man film yeah where the idea of that we're all heroes you're not born into something like you like and the the line when stanley's like you know the suit fits eventually everyone eventually you just like gotta embrace it you gotta be the hero yourself 
but then you got Aquaman and DC and like, no, I'm a, I, I worked well, out. To, to be fair, once again, like you, I was born like you said, you really watched it. I mean, it, it could be I very much out of, based it could be very much out of context, right? Like, that's true. I'm, I'm just saying in, th- in theory, not the film itself, but the representation as depicted in the, in the trailers. Because it, when I see that scene, of this I mean, we're getting off clutch. topic, but when I see that scene, I, it, he's, trying to probably embrace like that king element right and she's like we don't need a king what we need is for you to stand up and kind of lead you know like let's let's fix this issue we need a hero right like that's the way i take it not so much like we need a hero that's the greatest thing anybody can be right like it's more of like don't worry about being a king be be who we need you right now which is just a hero just a hero uh yeah sure i mean you're that that yeah i i'm sure it'll be better representing the film i'm just saying and just notion wise i guess remove it from aquaman i was just saying that because in my mind it represented the kind of flip side of the spider-man theme but i do think that is a prevalent theme throughout all of cinema but especially superhero films i mean that's what superman is like Oh, you mean the God character is a hero? Whoa, how amazing. <laughs> what, we should all worship this guy. Like, of course he's a hero. He has freaking suit. Like, he's not being brave. I mean, that's in Batman versus Superman. But right. I don't know. Like, I, I, And I think it's easy to overlook these things in superhero films because we're <laughs> so used it. to it now. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I don't know. I just thought it was worth mentioning because I... For me, anyways, it was one of the reasons I really loved this Spider-Man film so much is because of that messaging. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Just like that whole that whole message, right? Where it's just it's a leap of faith, right? It's it's always a leap of faith. It's you know, it's, you're not going to be invincible or anything. You're gonna you're always going to put yourself out there. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. Um. Well, this has gone pretty long. Is there any any other criticisms or dislikes uh, or I have a small jokes that weren't funny? Uh, no, yeah. every joke was funny. Uh, I do have right. a like one small thing is I don't know. See if you guys th- thought about this, but when he his when uh, I guess what is his name Aaron uh, his uncle dies mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. he sets him down in the alleyway and he's hunched over the body and his father's behind him pointing a gun at him. I was like, oh, like not this. It felt like very tropey. Uh, uh, like, you, what what you're thinking of is the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, exactly. Because we've Spider- seen this before, right? We've yeah. we've, we've yeah. seen it before. I'm like, oh, we're really gonna do this again? And like, all it, it's, it's one of those situations where all it would take is a simple explanation to resolve the conflict, more or less. And yeah, he doesn't want to reveal himself to his father. Fine, I guess. But what I did appreciate about that is that they didn't they they wrapped that up, right? They wrapped it up by the end yeah. of the movie, and it did did it become a thing to like, oh, his his father still hates Spider-Man. And that's going to set up for some kind of conflict in a sequel. Yeah. So I, I, I well, so I have mixed feelings. His dad words, right? showed common sense, right? It was in the moment he was angry, but he quickly came to realize, like, he can't blame Spider-Man for that, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, yeah, he kind of resolves it better than most people in most comic book movies, rather than holding a grudge. And, he, uh, he displays common sense and is like, no, uh, James Franco. Making those omelets. Yeah. <laughs> James Franco making them omelets. Uh, That's uh, yeah, no, I agree. Felt the same way, right? Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I just want to throw me, that out there. Too. Just uh, You yeah. are not alone. All right. All right. You are not alone. Um, 
What about favorite jokes? I think Chris, you had your favorite joke. What are some of your? What was your laughingest time? Uh, uh, I liked when uh, I liked when they're at uh, whatever Oscorp, whatever the science lab is, and uh, they just all stupidly stumble into the cafeteria. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and then like all the scientists are armed. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was fantastic. I like the little they, they all have about like the death rays. They're running away with the computer. He's like, he stole a bagel. Yeah. I I mean, in general, I think that entire sequence, like, yeah. that whole heist thing was probably my favorite sequence in the movie. Best, funniest, I think, the best action scenes. You get the part where Miles learns how to swing. Um, yeah. You get the reveal of Doc Ock. I, I think everything about that whole sequence was my favorite. But, yeah, I thought that was a, th- that was a funny moment, and there was a lot of funny moments in that little cafeteria bit. Um, yeah, I agree. That stuff was all golden. And then he throws the bagel, and when it hits him in the head, it says "bagel." <laughs> as the like, yeah, does it really? I didn't notice yeah. that. As the action That's words, of, like, instead of like "thunk" or whatever. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think I I laughed pretty hard at that part. I. I hate to say that's my favorite part because it was literally just such a throwaway little thing. Maybe I'll choose it then. Maybe I'll choose it. It can be your favorite joke if you want. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to choose that moment. You're welcome. Sean? Uh, Yeah, it's hard to choose. I guess I'll say it because I think it's worth mentioning. And I did laugh a lot. And I can't think of anything better. But early on when he's talking about it all right we all know the story and he's basically referencing all the other spider-man films and he's referencing spider-man yeah, the dance oh yeah dancing yeah. i thought that was clever and just kind of funny and quirky and i i i i don't know i thought it was unexpected and i liked it and it was a good intro like it was it was like the first couple minutes of the film so i like immediately like oh all right you got me you got me film all right you don't have to fight for it and i don't you know i'm willing <laughs> Um, even though I'm a Spider-Man three apologist, but I still love. It. I am too. I love Spider-Man. 3. <laughs> I I will stand by that movie. I I still enjoy it. I will it. not. Although, I plant my I, I plant my flag. I plant my flag on Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man two. Apologist is the right word. It is odd that we have three Spider-Man three semi fans, which is right. by far not representational. Of the I don't book. think there's anything in that movie that's dumber or sillier than than there than there are in the first two movies. Yeah. I, I, Agree I think the time. biggest problem with Spider-Man Three is that it's it's overstuffed and it doesn't handle having yes. three yes. bad guys. And doesn't. Right. It, and, but I don't think Spider-Man yeah, dancing the flaws of Spider-Man or, Three are not him dancing or what they call emo Peter Parker, which is totally inaccurate because these right. emo people are not confident and flaunting <laughs> their stuff down the streets of New York. Correct. It's it's just a haircut. But yeah, um, I don't think any of that stuff is dumber than. The uh, the raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah, that sequence is great. Yeah, it's movie. fantastic. And or uh, Macy Gray showing up for no reason in the first movie. <laughs> oh, that is less oh, fantastic. Or anything that Green Goblin does in the first movie. <laughs> no. Go back and watch the first movie. Go back. The, and go back. The first and, movie is really dated now. If you go, go back, I still like it, but go, it looks like Power Rangers fighting. <laughs> go watch time. any scene with with uh, Willem Dafoe in the costume. <laughs> compare that to the dumbest stuff in spider-man 3 it's it's yeah it spider-man 3 gets a bad rap i agree yep i also uh, really uh i think everything that nick cage basically delivered was gold i especially yeah. like i especially yeah. like during the yeah. his origin story how they were cutting it with uh peeny parker's story 
right? So he's talking in like this dark kind of universe, and then it cuts the Peony oh, Parker yeah. and her fun little whimsical anime universe, and then quickly, for whatever reason, cuts back to him talking about burning himself just to feel anything. <laughs> are you saying? Are you saying Peony? Yeah, I think it's Penny. I think it's Penny. I think it's Penny. I'm pretty sure it's Penny yeah. because Peony's not <laughs> a name. It is. It is. <laughs> Peony Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with them on this trip. <laughs> I don't need your your defense. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever her name is, yeah, that sequence was great. Yeah. Um, also, this is I am familiar with Gwen Stacy in Spider Man, and I'm familiar with Noir Spider Man and um, Spider Ham. But I am not familiar with the anime. Is that from a book or is that a wholly original no, she's from a creation book. for the film? She is from okay. Well, then they're all hacks. They couldn't Earth, come up with anything Earth original. Earth one four five one two. All right. Well, now that we're done talking about Spider Man, um, unless people have anything else they'd like to mention, uh, nah. any any other final thoughts on Spider Man? Nah, Do you good. think uh, when? spider-man noir brings the colored cube home that it becomes kind of like a cosmic cube in that universe like it's or is it like a pleasantville situation all of a sudden yeah. color well, starts wouldn't it, so, i like it i like it, it and toby mcguire was in pleasantville no think uh, he he brought an object from one universe to another so that means it's going to start glitching out and eventually you like explode because his atoms true. don't like being in a different universe that's true yeah, well there you go then I solved it with science. <laughs> uh, all right. Now that we're done talking about the Spider-Man part of the film, now let's talk about the astrophysics, the metaphysics part of the film. Uh, Do multiverses exist, Chris? Uh, because I like Futurama so much, I'm going to say yes. All right. That's a valid argument. That's a valid reasoning. Matt? Uh, I hope not, because we boy, we got the right, right, right end of the deal on this universe. <laughs> <laughs> We are on the dark, we're on the darkest timeline. <laughs> did did anybody here watch the director's cut of uh, Deadpool two? No, not yet. I heard it looked kind of so. Funny, one of the things they added, not too much of a spoiler, since it's just the stinger. Uh, most of the stinger was the same, right? Like him going back, killing himself, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But in the director's cut, there's one last little thing at the very end, and it's so well done. It's basically like him walking back and forth and he's like he's psyching himself up you know he's just like you can do this you can do this come on wade you can do this right and he goes in and there's a little baby hitler and he kills him (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good uh cool all right well now that we've settled the multiverse theories what about the stinger the 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 meme joke at the end of the movie oh that was fantastic because you (laughs) could see him you could see him like a mile off and i'm like oh they did it they did it that was good (laughs) yeah it's also the only time in the movie where uh, j jonah jameson shows up sure oh that's true and was it it, um jk simmons Uh, i don't i don't know didn't didn't he have a couple lines uh not necessarily screen time, but didn't he have a couple lines when early on in the film when they were talking about Chris Pine's Spider-Man? Maybe. I don't know. 
I thought that was very hmm. cleverly marketed in a sense, right? Because in all the trailers, they got Jake Johnson to deliver yeah. those lines, but in the in the movie, it was actually Chris Pine's Spider Man. Yeah, although I do think that kind of was a weird, not spoiler, but kind of giveaway because the first part of the movie, I'm like, that's not Jake Johnson. That that's Chris. That's someone else. And I yeah, I was confused by that. Chris but Pine. but to me, that made uh, Jake Johnson's character stand out that much more, right? Because then you had this idea, yeah, you had this uh, yeah, idealistic sure. Spider Man right, to compare right. Jake Johnson's yeah. kind of sad <laughs> Spider Man. I just knew, I just mean it like implied something was going to happen as well. I mean, oh like, yeah, something's Don't, going on. Why is this not? Don't invest in Spider-Man themed restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I like in all those versions too. Like it was a different version of the movie. Like the scene when he throws the car out the window and stuff as yeah. from Spider-Man Two. Like all that stuff is great. Uh, all right, well we've we're gonna keep we tangentially talking about everything. So we did it. Um, cool. So thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned for we'll probably do an Aquaman episode because we've talked about it for the last three months and every episode. Um, Chris will lose his mind if we don't. We got it. Yeah, we got yeah. to. So okay, but stay- here's here's the other thing. Oh, <laughs> okay. What about Bumblebee? Oh uh, yeah, that movie's getting amazing reviews. Yeah, <laughs> How is that happening? Uh, we didn't we are in the darkest to- timeline. <laughs> How is it? <laughs> right now, it is sitting at a ninety three percent with crazy. about a hundred reviews. That's, That's incredible. And uh, also, like, if you look at the poster for this thing. And this is just, maybe this is just me. It's very possible it's just me. If you look at the poster for this thing, Haley Steinfeld, to me, looks like a young uh, Shia LaBeouf wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, this is tough because all in the same week we got Aquaman, Bumblebee, and Mary Poppins Returns, which I'm really interested in. Yeah, I would. That, that seems like a controversial movie to make, so... Uh, I would be down for doing all, a movie or an episode for all of those, but we will see what we have time for. At least, um, rest assured, we'll probably have an Aquaman episode and at least probably one more. And stay tuned for sometime in the next couple of weeks. We'll do a some sort of year end 2018 wrap up. Um, we're not quite sure what the format's uh, it's going to be, but um, we'll make it up as we go. We'll, yeah. yeah. It'll you mean, probably be. You just mean like we don't do that every episode? episode? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, let's well, take Chris, it. Let's take it home. Let's get out of here. I need a. Um, yeah. That, well, that's it. Thanks for staying at the credits. Um, send us an email if you have any comments about what you thought of Spider Man. Um, and have a merry holiday season. Say bye. Say jingle bells, Matt. Jingle bells, Matt. <laughs> you did it. Merry uh, thanks Christmas. for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.